Welcome to the Western Mail Racing Podcast. Here comes Inspirational Girl. She's starting to thread her way through the field. Inspirational Girl. Pike under hands and heels. Ranges up, grabs the lead. It's a winning hat-trick for the Wizard. And goes home, Inspirational Girl. Adornment straight in front of Trap for Fools. Pike sitting as quiet as a church mouse on Truly Great, though. Ambled up, Nerf Boskers on his tail. He's letting down the grey. Pike will have to go to work. He's nursing. He's kidding Truly Great. Nerf Bosk on the outside comes again. Pike gets serious. Truly Great. 60 kilos at all. Nerf Boss comes at him. They hit it. Oh, what a finish. What a finish in the cup. Nerf Boss. On the show, we discuss local racing news, dissect trials, and preview the Saturday Metro meeting. We'll also be interviewing industry participants, but first, it's over to Mike Johnson and Gary Bothwell to get us underway. Welcome back, punters. Season two of the Western Mail. We're back after a bit of a freshen up. Uh, we're back with more of the best of WA racing. It's Mike here, and alongside me is Gary, as always. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. Woohoo! We are back. <laughs> we're back. It's it seems like a bit of a a long three weeks off, and uh, there's been some really good racing, and but uh, certainly keen to get into it again uh, for this weekend. Yeah, it's been been a nice break. Um, you know, in the relentless world of racing, I kind of think you need to take a break wherever you can. So, how was your break then? Yeah, really good. I've, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll notice that I've picked up a few winners over in New Zealand and things like that. So that was good. Across went to the Dutch. An ex- yeah, across the Dutch, yes. <laughs> um, went to uh, an exciting Bucks party while you were gone. I think you were sunbaking up in Broome that weekend and uh, <laughs> we were at Belmont in the, in the drizzle, but we had a really good time and uh, backed a few winners. So which actually leads into, you know, some of the horses running today, uh, this Saturday, actually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was up in Broome for a few days, took in the first meeting of the new season up there, which was great. So, yeah, I was kind of sweating my box off up there, up at the track. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a great experience up there and one I can highly recommend if anyone's thinking of going up there. Well, you had enough buckets of booze there, mate, so I'm sure you keep yourself cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool and hydrated. Yeah, that was that was the name of the name of the day there. So, yeah. So and look, you had ripper seats um, too. I noticed, like, you had a bird's eye view right on the winning post there. It looked like a great setup. Yeah. Well, so with the with the stand there, it's um it's very close to the track. Like maybe I don't know, like ten meters, fifteen meters at the most. Uh, wow. so there's, there's two levels. So you pay like a day member pass, you go up the stairs. Um, so the, the seats we actually had were kind of obscured a little bit. So we just walked around to the side, uh, then the commentary, uh, position was sort of, uh, out, outside, but elevated. So, and, and the commentator was in like what I would call like a Pope mobile kind of setup where it was like a, like white, <laughs> white walls and perspex all the way around like this. 
and yep. uh, we just moved around to the side and yeah it was just a great view um, so a lot of people were kind of you know cottoning onto that once the race was on get there two minutes before and um, yeah try and cheer your, your horse home but yeah it was a tough day on the punt actually um, yeah, the, yeah I saw the, a few roughies got up oh well the quaddy I think was carried over so uh, there was twenty dollars, eighteen dollars, seventeen dollars, and sixty-one in the last. So some really rough results, and uh, yeah, found out afterwards that um, you know quite often horses go up there with no form and and just win. So yeah, make that make of that what you will. <laughs> just throw the race book out the window, mate, and um, you know, pick a number or pick yeah. a colour. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So that no, was a great experience, uh, nonetheless, and uh, yeah, look. I'll, I'll be keen to go back at some point uh, if I get back to Broome in, in the future. Ah, very good, mate. Well, he's hoping that the uh, Perspex screen around the race caller isn't for when he gets uh, a close call wrong or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they'll be lobbing uh, 4X uh, up there. So, <laughs> yeah. But, no, look, we'll, we'll carry on. Look, we'll kick off with a few trials, I think. Uh, we're back to Belmont on yep. Tuesday after the WA Day long weekend. I've uh, picked out a couple here. Look, Heat 2 was a two-year-old 1,000 metre. Uh, again, Jemmy runner Thomas Magnum uh, at his second-ever trial there after a look at the 400 previously. So he's a son of Per Encanto. Uh, jumped pretty well, sat leaders back in the run, where he was then presented at the top of the straight. Uh, looked really good after giving a little shake-up by Mitchie Pateman there and was then eased up at the 100 and winning by two lengths in 102.28. So it was one of the, I think it was the second or third fastest time of the day. Uh, so it was a mm. nice nice uh, bit of work from Thomas Magnum. Yeah, looking forward to him de- debuting as well. And uh, I, the other thing to note, I guess, about that trial is that it was some further six lengths back to the rest of the field. So yeah, them, the first yeah. two really did really did smash in there. So looking forward to that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, the next one is Star Soprano, who uh, was out for Martin Allen in Heat 3. Uh, and once again, another two-year-old 1,000-metre trial. Uh, was under Jade McNaught there. So this uh, son of Snippetson uh, was first away uh, from the jump, went straight to the lead where they looked to be cruising to the turn. And once in the straight then, Jade was pretty motionless uh, in the run home, which indicated to me that this bloke ran under his own steam, uh, recorded half a length win in the time of 101.69. So this was the fastest 1,000-metre time of the day. So I thought it was a really nice piece of work. And unfortunately, the uh, the good form for Martin Allen couldn't continue today at Pinjarra with Spice <laughs> Delight running third. Yes. yes. Nice run all the same. So it'd be good to see where she comes up next. But like you say, that's a that's a pretty impressive effort from a two-year-old to, uh, you know, to clock the fastest time of the day over the 1,000 metres. So yeah, absolutely. Look forward to seeing Star Soprano. Definitely. Uh, the next one is Bourbon Bow. So this is the well, the, the last sort of main runner I want to discuss. But, yeah, he was the winner of Heat 8, uh, again, over the 1,000. Uh, he was out well from the jump and went to the top, Patash Faithful. And uh, he it was him and another leader there established around three lengths around the turn uh, before Bow then got out to a clear lead under hands and heels uh, before he was then eased up right near the line. Time was 101.85, so... Uh, with being eased up, probably would have been maybe half a second quicker. Uh, but there should be a nice three-year-old race not too far away for him. So he's a son of Brazen Bow. So, yeah, some nice pedigree oh, there. Mm. Worth noting, it was a, um, a pretty good trial. You've got uh, city winners like Seminole Brave, Wack and Tanker, 
advocator in that trial as well. And mm. actually the second horse is another new Eastern States acquisition for the Ganjemi team in reflectivity that had some reasonable uh, form too. Yes. Yeah, definitely, mate. And uh, last but not least, uh, our good friend Wild Star went around yet again for his 27th career trial in oh, heat, heat 12 over the 1,000. <laughs> so, uh, look, just looking back at his history, it's fairly apparent that his racing days are well and truly over. He's had three unplaced starts uh, across 2019 and last year, uh, but does appear to be proving to be a pretty a handy educational horse for young apprentices. So, uh, Siobhan O'Donnell uh, was on, and more recently, Maddie Cornick has ridden in the last 10 or 12 trials, I believe. So, yeah, looks like uh, Luciani's stable there. Just have this fella just around just to provide a little bit of education for up-and-coming jockeys, which which is which is great. You know, he's obviously going to be well looked after. So, you know, if he's maybe mm. not doing it on the track, he can certainly do it off the track. That's a really good idea. And, and to be fair, when I've been... Uh, finding him in the trials previously, I didn't. It didn't occur to me that that's what he'd be used for. So, um, you know, it's a really good initiative, I think, from the Luciani team. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. All right, so we'll move on to the Ascot preview. It's a cracking card this week. Um, yeah, the hits really keep on coming. The Group Three Hyperion Stakes uh, is the yep. main event. It's a wait for age mile uh, race. Just. Uh, just shy of $200,000 total prize money. So, yeah, definitely a, a great-looking race there. So looking at the track setup, we've had a bit of rain today on Thursday. Uh, we're on about a soft six at the moment, but there could be some more rain ahead. So we've planned for for a soft track. I, I think it's going to be somewhere around the six or seven. Um, it definitely mm -hmm. won't be on a good. So that's what we'll be looking at there. Uh, Eight-metre yep. rail as well. So... This is interesting. Look, last season, eight-metre rail favoured runners who were forward. Uh, look, at looking back at the information, uh, with 12 winners from 18 from at least off pace in the run. So I think with the wet conditions, uh, would expect making ground to be uh, pretty hard to do this Saturday. So, yeah, we'll be planning uh, for, for that. Yeah, um, I think I said to you off air, the last time we had eight metres in soft was actually the corresponding meeting um, to this last year on the 13th of June. Um, and that was ended up being a really good day, actually. Some quality horses went around. Uh, Perfect Jewel won the Hyperion and Windstorm also won on that day. And they were the only two horses, like you say, uh, that won from back in the field. We also had uh, quality horses such as Indian Pacific winning on the day and um, other good horses that have won a number of races since, such as Neradio, um, went around on that day. He did finish fourth, but that was before he went on his bit of a run, I think. And um, and he goes around again on Saturday. So Yeah, he does. To... Yeah, really, really great uh, meeting last year. And, um, you know, obviously with, with the track, I mean, there were a couple of animals there that are high class. So... You know, if, you, if you're good enough, you can certainly make ground. But, um, yeah, look, I wouldn't be betting lefty on it uh, happening uh, this weekend, that's for sure. Mm, mm, that's what it certainly seems like, especially with <laughs> players like it did a year ago. Yes, definitely. All right, we'll get right into it then. So race one, the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap uh, over the 1,000 metres here. Yeah, and it's a pretty open race. We've got most of the field under $10. In fact, the outsider, Jew West, mm. who's and still has a show, is, is currently $10. And uh, every other runner under is underneath that, which I think is quite interesting. Um, 
I've actually thought I haven't gone with a leader here. I've actually gone with uh, Bedouin Bell um, first up here. When I look back through her, her form, uh, she tends to run her best races first up and second up based on what I'm seeing here. And um, she had a really good trial in before behind a horse called D Rodman uh, last start and has had six starts on the soft for two thirds, uh, sorry, two seconds and three thirds. And I thought a $6.50 price is not a bad way to start the day. Mm. It's a small field. So I kind of expected to be around fourth. I don't think they're going to get too far away from each other. Um, so I don't think the leader necessarily has to win. Um, but, you know, given all those things and how wide open is, I'm happy to take some a little bit longer odds than what's available on the more favoured runners here at about 6.50. Ah, very good, mate. And worth noting as well, she's also placed uh, one from, well, one second from one attempt on heavy. So, yeah, she mm. could well enjoy the, uh, the, the tough going. But uh, look, in this race, I've, I've picked out a, a runner to lay. I've look, there's no doubting uh, Snippy Miss here has returned with two very good runs uh, in, in the prep. Uh, but look, when we look look back at her form, she's now a, a 24 start uh, one time <laughs> winner. So, you know, there's alarm bells there uh, instantly. Uh, look, was given an yep. extra 100 metres last start off that first up effort, but just still ultimately ran out of real estate. So, goes from a 12 back to a thousand so that for me that's all the more perplexing when we consider that she she is a get back tight uh so we'll almost certainly land last in the field of seven here and you know with those aforementioned wet conditions you know expected to favor the runners up on or just behind the speed look i just can't see her getting much of a look in so you know in her defense so she does perform pretty well on uh on wet going she's She's won uh, one on a heavy and, and placed twice from three on soft. So, uh, look, that is in her favour. But just think um, also back to the 1,000. Yeah, she's ran a, a second and a sixth from two attempts. So, look, happy to make her uh, the lay of the day this week. Uh, she's around 5.50, but on the lay market, she's around 13. So, I'll be waiting uh, a bit. But I'll probably just put something up on the day on Saturday at around that $5 mark and, and see if there's any nibbles. Yeah, no, very good, mate. And um, she might be better off actually being sent over to Victoria. There's a massive thunder, you know, rainstorm over there and half the city's <laughs> out of power. And it sounds like she'd be suited down to the ground with all the wet tracks. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. All right. So we'll move on to race number two. It's the free entry to Belmont Park Plate. It's for the two-year-olds over the 1,400. Yeah, and probably out of all the races today is probably the one that I was – mostly unsure about or is probably the one that I was least interested in with the exception of one runner uh, that being the number eight Kaya Aura Jewel um, trialed quite nicely uh, had two trials for two thirds one of them was on a soft track uh, she's currently $16 but the thing that really piqued my interest mate was that she's by a New Zealand stallion called Turn Me Loose Tumi Loose was a, a group one winner of the um, of the mile during the Flemington Carnival a few years back, and I remember him because I was on him, <laughs> and um, and I was at the at the races that day. It was a really good win. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> but this horse is is only got two year olds this season, so he's a first season sire, and uh, he's produced some really nice ones in New Zealand, including the currently unbeaten Turn the Ace, who's in the Baker Forsman Yard, and we might see. Uh, him over in Australia, perhaps in the spring, but uh, he's been most impressive. And and I think, you know, 
with the breeding, uh, should definitely handle the wet, um, as as his types do tend to in New Zealand, and I think looks really promising. So I think from barrier seven, sixteen dollars, I'd be um, happy to have a little play each way on Kyle or a Jewel. Yeah, very good. Um, just note with that each way, I, I'm pretty confident that a straight won't be running here after going around on Wednesday. So. If a straight does indeed come yeah. out, then we're down to a field of seven, so therefore a pay one too. But yeah, look, really like yep. the uh, like the find of Kiora Jewel. There looks like a, a good sword in the making. Mm. Yeah, if you don't remind me about a straight, I don't think that thing's going to win anytime soon. It was on <laughs> on Wednesday, and it wasn't an enjoyable watch. No, no, we might have to ha- set up a match <laughs> race with uh, Strape and Spice Delight. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we need to do that, but yeah, so I get your feeling. Yeah. All right. So we'll right, race have, three. Yeah, race three. The Dream Horse in Cinema's handicap. Uh, this one's for the three-year-olds again over the fourteen hundred. Yep. Do you want to kick us off then, mate? Yeah, mate. Look, I um thought well, it was a big run of She's God to you last week in the Rack and Turf, finishing third there behind the likes of Graceful Girl and Billy Ain't Silly. Uh, look, she did tie late, I thought, uh, but she did have to tow the field up to Billy there. Uh, but the last mm-hmm. 600 was still pretty good in a 34.81. So just thinking, uh, you know, from a map perspective with Neurologic drawn the inside here, um, I'm expecting a pretty genuine tempo with Iron Eugene as well as Sun Sun probably going across from out wide. So I just thought based on that, she's got to, you could then slot in uh, from, from or behind them from Alley 5 and... Uh, just wait for things to well, probably implode before hopefully going past a lot of them at the 150 there. Um, also like that the, she's stuck to the 14 here, does her best work there with two wins and a third from three attempts. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty confident here stepping back from a listed level at around $3.90 in this field. Yeah. And good record on soft too, mate. So mm. that's certainly in her favor playing gods tend to handle it. Don't they? Yes, so. they do. Yep. Mm. Ah, very good. I was keen on to just to forgive Sun Sun for his last effort. Um, I kind of felt that last time he he uh, he probably got caught in the wrong section of the track. I think on the inside there draws out here, which I think helps. Um, comes down a kilo in weight as well with um, Lactar's claim. So I'm happy to forgive him. I think he's the quality animal in the field here. Three twenty-five. I was surprised he came up that, but I guess probably was a bit disappointing last start. Um, and that's probably why you're seeing $3.25 for him. Yeah. But I think the, you know, the outer barrier and getting to the middle of the track, I think is going to help him. And um, I'm hoping that um, he'll just be able to peel out after the turn from behind the lead and, uh, and run home to a nice win. No, excellent, mate. Yeah. He's, he should, um, should get a nice, Nice forward run there anyway, and uh, yeah, definitely he's a, he's a good animal. So should be a, an interesting race, really. Should be, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Excellent. All right, so yeah. we'll move on next to race number four, Western Race Picks Handicap, another graduation handicap jobby there. Uh, again, over the 1,400, few of those today. There are, and devastating for all followers um, is uh, you long earth scratching. Yep. I knew, I knew where you were going straight away there. The uh, former Geelong champion, Mark Bairstow with you long earth. Yes. Uh, would have been an interesting assignment for him there. Cause he was, he had 54. So he wouldn't have known himself with the, with the featherweight. So 
Yeah, not to be. Oh, absolutely. Especially, you know, running ninth in a rating 46 at York last start with 61 yeah. and a half. Mm. Yeah, not I'm ideal. sure where he's at at the moment. He's showed a lot of potential at different times through his career and also, a, you know, a bit of danger money thrown him out as well, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but uh, he's out on Saturday. Um, yeah. But anyway, he wouldn't have been my selection. Um um, I think you were on as well, but uh, Zephyr Queen, we were, I was on at 26 bucks last start, mm. um, each way, thankfully, and I think she paid about 6 bucks a place, which was a nice little result uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I thought she did pretty well um, to finish third on that day, and once again, um, Kishore Durren's claim brings her into a, a reasonable impost here. I think she draws, um, as opposed to last week, she draws to get the lead much, much more easily here from yeah. five. And um, and I think that'll be an advantage on the day. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of this field that she has covered as well, um, if there's two Peters runners, Secret Statue and Brave Dream. Secret St- Statue is obviously the pick with Willie Pike being on. Um, did win its debut on a soft, but two soft runs since then have been pretty average, including... Um, running fifth behind Zephyr Queen five starts back, you know, on a soft track. So I tend to think Zephyr Queen at this point is the best horse in the race and, and $5 looks like a, a reasonable price. Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, it was a nice subscriber each way play two weeks ago uh, for me as well. So, yeah, it was really nice. And she actually looked like she was gone around the corner, but somehow managed to find a second win there. Mm. And, and I think actually nabbed Sun Sun in the photo for fourth there, which was uh, which was handy. Uh, yes. I think, think we were on about at about four sixty, so not quite the six bucks, but still felt like a uh, still felt very much like a win, uh, especially getting the photo there. So yeah, look, yep. um, much better barrier. Uh, I think beat the bros actually. Uh, well, he's come up favourite. I think he's there probably the only danger here. I think. Yep, another one that doesn't win a lot. To be fair, as well, beat the bro. So only yeah, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't. But he's sort of one of those horses that really puts in a bad one so uh it's pretty mm. consistent so yeah look zephyr queen i think is around five five fifty and a dollar 85 so hopefully we might even see a bit of a, a drift sort of we can get even money for the place i think then uh yeah each way a little bit of insurance there yeah absolutely mate i'm keen to see her run again absolutely all right so we'll move across to Race six, we're skipping five here. So it's the Byron Bay Premium Lager Handicap. 78 plus here over the 1,000 metres. Cracking race. Yes, and uh, my old mate Nerodio fronts up again. He's uh, back to his favourite track, getting away from Ascot, where he's never won before. And I was quite happy to not be on him when he was at Ascot. And as soon as he comes back to Belmont, he he fronts up for a win uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that was even despite the Twitter meltdown about Battlestorm <laughs> hitting the trench at the 150 and losing all possible hope, apparently. So, yeah. Look, um, <laughs> which it still makes me laugh, I have yeah. to say. But, uh, yeah, he was very good. He, he gets Lactar's claim again, so he comes in, you know, at a reasonable weight. Obviously, um, Pans Down's in flying form um as well and and probably is the one to beat but i, I really like this horse over this course and distance and, and yep. happy to go again at the 320 i completely agree mate uh yeah i mean when we also throw in uh, the likes of we've got dreams madam torio this will test you it's uh it's going to be mm. on for young and old up top there and um yeah look nero dio was it was a very good winner i actually 
I, I firmly believe that even if Bad, Battlestorm didn't dip, I don't think it would have got to Nero Dude. I don't think the result would have changed. I uh, just thought he was mm. pretty dominant in victory there. And I mean, while he steps up to this 78, that's for the first time in his career, he's gone to that level, but he's got a Metro rating of 89 now. So I think, you know, he, he's due and he, he deserves his crack in a 78. And uh, look, should get the lovely suck run in behind those three speedsters that we talked about just before, uh, which yep. sh- should set up perfectly for him. And look, you know, it is a tough one with pans down. I've been on him the past few and, he really went to a new level that last start when when getting out and around horses to absolutely bolt in at Ascot. Uh, but this is an acid test for him today. I mean, he's been racing in 60 pluses and a 66 last start. Goes to a 78. And I actually think it, it's really hard to think that uh, that he's the $3 favourite here. He's, he's he's ahead of Nero Dio, who's about 320. And I just think based on that and, you know, where they've been, what company they've been racing in, I think Nero Dio's got to be the best of the day here. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm very keen on him as well, mate. And I'm, I'm glad to hear you, you know, talk up his chances and, and put him down as your best too because uh, I think he's firmly has this race in his grasp. Um, he's certainly the best performed, I think. Um, you know, Flo was obviously a very good performed horse but uh, and probably the only, based on previous performance, the only genuine 78 racing horse in the race. You know, mm. A lot of the others need to come up a bit. Um, but yeah, very keen on Nerodio. Um, Madam Torio, who's been one of mine for quite a long time, um, I think is very interesting. Drops a ton in weight. Yeah. Um, 51. Uh, down to 51 and a half or 51. Um, but uh, she was, I think the jury's out a little bit on her because she was awful um, a couple of weeks ago, led and just. <sighs> completely compounded in the straight and, and yeah. finished last. So, yeah, she did. Not, not sure what happened. Not sure where she's at. Nothing yeah. came up in the stewards report post-race as far as I could see. Uh, but it's not the first mm. time that's happened. Though. I think there was two starts back when uh, yeah, she led them up and was fourth behind uh, the likes of Island Charm, Icy Red, Icy Red and Jemison. So, yeah, goes from a 62, a three-year-old 62 up to a 78. So, first time in open company. So, look, be... Mm. I think she might be pushing the proverbial shit uphill here, but uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Well, she's only a little, a little filly, I think. So mm. you know, the drop in eight and a half kilos in weight is obviously going to help. But yeah, um, thrown in at the deep end, I would have thought. Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, look, um, Nero Dio all day long here. Yep, very good. <laughs> all right, so we'll move on to race number seven. It's the Crown Perth Handicap, uh, rating seventy-two plus over the sixteen hundred. Excellent, mate. Who have you got? Uh, look, not so much a, a tip in this race, but I'm very excited to see the return of Zaratite, who's from the Peters uh, Investments team. Uh, he's trained by Grant Alana Williams. Um, look, he's a son of Animal Kingdom, comes off a 648-day spell, uh, has had also wow. had three leading trials. He won his most recent one back in on May the 31st. Uh, did cover that one uh, that week of the pod. So really have no That's idea right. what's going to happen with him in terms of the market. I mean, he's he's opened it around about uh, $8, $9. Uh, but look, I do have a lot of time for him. So just not sure if the 1600 is going to be, you know, a, a little bit short for him first up. But I'm just hoping that he hits, hits the line well after so long out. And I think if, if that happens, then I think maybe we can look at backing him uh, either second or third up into the prep. But 
yeah, just really want to see how Zaratite gets on here in a, it's a, it's not a bad field, but I think, um, you know, if, if we did get a push from, from the Williams yard that he was forward enough, I think you might be able to have a little each way play, but I'll just be, be watching uh, this one. Yeah. I wonder, do you know what, why he was off for so long? What sort of injury he had? No, uh, I was trying to find out, but um, yeah, he just kind of disappeared off the scene. There was nothing really mentioned about it because I, you know, watched him at Belmont a few times out to the staying trips and he, he just looked like such a, just a, had a lovely stride on him and just looked like a really classy animal as do a lot of the, the Peters horses. But yeah, not exactly sure what's happened, but it's just great to see him back. You know, he's still only a five-year-old, so maybe he might be a, you know, a, a Perth Cup prospect, for example, uh, next year. Mm, mm. No, it'd be good to see him. And, and being by Animal Kingdom too, they handle the wet really well. And he's got a good record. He does. You know, with five starts, uh, three wins and two seconds. So certainly gets conditions in his favour if, as you say, he's forward enough after such a, a long layoff. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me just because Pike's on that, you know, maybe he does get backed in. But look, I've... Any other jockey, um, you know, I'd probably say if we see a market move like that, nine into five, for example, I'd be tempted to get on. But I, I still think that he, he might, you know, he's still attract support just because of the pike factor. Yep. Who yeah, do you like? Good. Yeah, I was quite keen on one at, at similar odds, actually, to Zara Tide. I thought Star Align was pretty well in this race. Mm. Uh, ran, ran third last start um, over the mile to Billy Ain't Silly and not to be missed. Um, just uh, finished about a length behind not to be missed. And uh, Billy Asili, as we know, ran very well in stakes class last week. So mm. um, certainly has good form lines, but he will lead, draws to lead um, and uh, has a very good soft track record as well. So, um, you know, 10 starts, three wins, two seconds and a third. So I think, you know, the race does sit up pretty well for him um, at this point. And $9 looks like a, a reasonable play where he should, you know, find the lead relatively mm. painlessly. Yeah, get gate one, mate. Uh, look, looks like a good setup and uh, Brad Rawwheeler on. So it could yep. be one of those Rawwheeler peaches. <laughs> we can only hope. And he's he's due one. Nines, be good. He is due one. He's due yeah. for one with me on, actually. So <laughs> that'd be good. Yep, absolutely, mate. All right. So we'll move on now to the main race of the day. Race number eight, the Group 3 C-Corp Hyperion Stakes over the 1,600 metres. Cracking field once again. Yes, excellent field. Um, seem to keep pulling them out. The main races recently have been really impressive fields. Yeah. Um, you know, the Belmont Sprint, I thought, was an absolute cracker. And um, Spewin, I didn't find the Velvet King because he had everything in his favour and he smashed it. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, look, uh, it was an interesting t- statistic. I think uh, Darren McCauley mentioned... Uh, in that race, I think there was something like the field had a combined prize money of something like sixteen, was it sixteen million dollars or something along those lines. Anyway, surprise me. Yeah, quality field. And yeah, it's it's a great time for for these group races. I mean, there's in this field alone, there's you know there's seven horses rated a hundred or better. So we've got some really top quality horses over here, and um, it's great to see. It is absolutely, and and funnily enough, I think the race actually sets up really, really well once again for the Velvet King. I know he's a two eighty favourite, you know, in another quality field, but um, you know he gets his soft track. He gets a lovely position behind the lead, I think, from two, um, and most of this field he actually beat last start. So 
Um, you know, I think the race sets up really nicely again for him. Um, and I could actually see him winning um, this as well. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Look, uh, for me, in the in the words of Daft Punk, I'm going one more time with dance music here. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, I've tipped her at both runs this prep. And look, I really thought she was home in that Belmont sprint. She was well clear at the 200, but just tied really noticeably late. Uh, managed to hang on for third. It was actually the first meeting in a long time where I've had three each way plays and they've all run a drum. So that was something, yep. but um yeah, looking back at the race, and, and, and you pointed it out uh, very astutely straight after that, uh, you know, she had to be worked early to, to get to the top after jumping pretty tardily. So uh, yep. that was obviously costly in hindsight. So gets another good gate in six. So should see her landing in the first two pairs in running. And hopefully she's cleanly away this time. So uh, that would mean that she could save some energy for the business end of the race here third up. Uh, which should see her pretty close to a physical peak condition. So uh, she is proven at the mile as well um, and on soft going, as we know. And while I really respect the Velvet King, I actually thought he was a little bit vulnerable at the mile, just based, based at his, his record with uh, one win and, and two seconds from, from six starts. So, um, look, I was happy to take him on at the shorts here and um, hopefully dance music will be third time lucky here at around 750 and 250. Yeah, it's a nice play, and there's probably a number of horses in here that, mm. um, you know, that certainly get their chances. Um, you've got the qual- you know, quality there of, uh, you know, Massimo and Dig Deep and Casey, who's a Group 1 winner as well. So, you know, there's a lot of horses here. Valor Road, um, you know, ran very well last start too. Um, I wanted to get your opinion of leading girl here. She's um, had a nice first up win last time, bottom weighted here in a, in a rating 71. What did you sort of think of her and, you know, does she have the scope to compete at this level? I think she does. Um, whether or not it's too soon, yeah, that remains to be seen. But, yeah, look, I mean, looking back at her her, her stats, she is a, a, an 84 rater, so I didn't think she was that high, but she's, you know, sort of contested 66 class, 64, 72s. And that last start win was, that I think, was re-handicapped to 71. So... Uh, look, yep. def- definitely deserving of her chance. I mean, she did run a couple of years ago in the champion Phillies place there. Uh, I was running the Burgess Queen uh, back in 18 as well. So I think these Peters runners, they tend to elevate to a new level when they're, you know, stepped really up in class. So I would expect that uh, she'll probably have her fair share of uh, supporters. And But, you know, where does she get to from barrier 11? I mean, she's probably going to be out the back. So... Uh, you know, is she gonna is she gonna be the the windstorm uh, win of of this year's meeting? So, or perfect uh, jewel, yeah. or perfect jewel? Yeah, it's really hard to say. Um, look, I'd probably, for me, I, I probably couldn't back her from from last in the run. But the last time I said that Pike was going to land last on Billy Ray, he landed box seat and and shat in. So <laughs> <laughs> that's very true, very true. Yep. Um, interesting. She's uh well, she's just rising six-year-old now and she's only had the 12 starts. So, you know, she could be, um, I guess the thing in the back of my mind is she could be, you know, not fully exposed yet. So mm. maybe maybe we'll see, you know, uh, a new uh, a new force in, in racing here in WA that, you know, might be headed towards that uh, railway Kingston Town double if she goes well here. Yeah, for sure. Well, just looking back at her, her two main spells, well, 
she's actually had three spells, but the longest one, 434 days from first of June last year to, sorry, 2019 to 8th of August last year. And then another 245 day spell after last racing in September last year at Belmont. She won a 2000 metre race there as a $1.65 favourite. So, um, yeah, maybe they're looking at, because uh, after the Hyperion, I think you got the Strickland stakes over maybe 2000. So that might be the plan here, sort mm-hmm. of give her a run here and then off to the Strickland where she'd again get in with no weight. So, yeah, interesting mm-hmm. watch for mm-hmm. sure. Yes, and well, one thing's for sure, mate, is I can't wait for Saturday. It looks like a ripper card and uh, and a great day's racing once again. And hopefully we see a few new stars from, you know, pop out of the woodwork. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Should be a cracking day. And um, if you're going down to Belmont, uh, make sure you take the jacket with you because I think those uh, those winds will be <laughs> quite be cold. chilly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I won't be, unfortunately. You've got uh, family duties on Saturday afternoon. But um, if you do get down there, you're in for a treat, I think. Absolutely, mate. So, yeah, that just about wraps up the preview. We didn't have any any major opinions on race nine. Fairly disappointed that it's a 2,200-metre no. race to end the day. So, uh, look, not overly keen on a field of 15 there. I think the track might be a little bit uh, done by then. But uh, we'll leave you with those picks. And, yeah, hopefully there's well, a few winners in there. If you can go narrow earlier, maybe you can uh, field a field job in the quaddy in the last perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's have a quick look at the uh, potential quad. Well, the first leg of the quad is the Nero Dio pans down. You could almost take the two of them on yep. their own, I think. And then over to race seven. Um, you probably yeah. want a few in this, already. Yeah, Star Align, your your pick. Uh, I'd I'd be obviously including Aberdeen Queen now. I think I think she actually drops a fair bit of weight here. Son of Bacchus is probably was a good winner two starts back. Uh, yeah, maybe, yep. uh, maybe, yeah, not too sure outside of them, to be honest. Uh, naughty by nature. Oh, naughty by nature and not to be missed, the toppy. It just looks like it's going to be a bit of a cluster around sort of midfield there. So a couple of those might get a bit further back. But I think based on mm-hmm. how we think the track might play, maybe we do take Son of Bacchus, Star Align, along with Aberdeen Queen, Naughty by nature. Possibly not to be missed, have five there and then... Yeah, then yep. you've then you've got the Hyperion. So, I mean, what do you do there? Well, yeah, it becomes tough. I think you take um, the Velvet King, and you certainly um, take Dance Music and Leading Dance Girl, music. and then yep. you know maybe you yeah. could still miss out there. You know, you got you the could. quality of Casey and Dig Deep still in the race, but I'd probably take be keen on taking those three and and, and running my luck. I think. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. So that then would leave, yeah, the last. I mean, uh, Black Shadow up the top there has been racing well. Blackwater Bay chases the hat trick. Born to try. I mean, there's three there that probably go pretty well. Lady Duckworth. So I'm not sure you could... I mean, there are definitely a couple here that in that last there that you'd uh, for sure be ruling a line through down the bottom. Midnight Banquet, Juliet's a bit of a non-winner. Uh, two yep. wins from 32 starts. I think you have to almost take Celtic Diva as uh, one of those horses, a bit of an enigma who just turns up at random times and always at a price. So you'd have to include Celtic could, Diva. Yeah, you could probably get away with half a, half a dozen maybe in the last. Yeah. And, uh, 
um, you know, just to, to save a few combinations there, but uh, it's certainly not going to be, uh, be a particularly cheap quaddy. No, sure. that's no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, big thanks, Gaz. It's uh, good to be back, mate. And uh, yeah, great it input is. as always. No, thank you, mate. Um, looking forward to Saturday. And, uh, you know, if you're having a punt between now and then or over East, then good luck to you. And uh, hopefully you can cheer home some winners Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah. Big thanks for listening. And uh, if you have enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a like, a bit of a subscribe over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And yep, we will be, be back awesome. next week with the next episode. So big thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you then. Yep. Good luck, partners. See ya. This has been a Western Mail Racing production. All content has been written and researched by Mike Johnson and Gary Bothwell. And if you like what you've heard, please feel free to subscribe to us so you don't miss any future episodes. You can do that by searching Western Mail Racing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or where all good podcasts are played. Big thanks for listening, and we hope to have you back on board in the near future.